Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, hey, Nim. Hello. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Style Over Substance. We missed you last week. Sorry about that. Yeah. I told um, them it was your fault anyway. So. I was busy. I was busy on some maid of honor duties and we just couldn't couldn't get it in. But yeah. yeah, we're back this week. We're ready to go. I'm currently finding shelter under a towel. So <laughs> I hope you appreciate that. I don't, How are you, Mim? I think you might need to drape that towel over the mic as well to like to keep Bye, the sound. <laughs> Let me try and do. Let me try and do it. Oh my god, that's even funny. <laughs> oh, okay, got. Um, I don't know if this is going to help, but by all means possible. Um, yeah, I, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm trying to um, trying to make some eating choices, some better eating choices this week because I can feel this chin underneath my jaw. Every you know, every time you put your like face down a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and you feel like smushed with your neck. I can't go on like this. So I'm trying my best to just like stay off the salt because supposedly that increases bloating and whatnot. And um, trying to eat better for this summer, 2021. Your hot girl summer. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I f- not really. I, I feel you. I feel like I was sort of fat shamed by some some photos, early photos from this wedding <laughs> where <laughs> I'm on a similar journey where yeah. they were very unflattering. I've been reassured by some friends of mine that, it is angles and it is mm, it probably is like the camera adds 10 pounds as they say yeah and actually also like yeah it it just I wasn't holding my posture well all this sort of mm. type of a thing but also like the camera can't lie that much surely so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna try and not that you have to be a certain size for summer, but you know, when you just, I want to feel good in myself. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I was feeling a bit bloated and that's not, that's not the summer look I'm going for. No, no. And it's fine. Like I'm currently at my parents today, going to sunbathe in their garden. I don't mind being bloated around them, but other people, no chance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear you. But yeah. Yeah. So what is your fashion story this week? So my fashion story is that Kim Kardashian Skims is being the official Mm. US Olympics outfitter. So a lot of her, we've seen some pictures surface of her, I don't know, cozy Skims, her active Skims, um, floating about on the internet. 
and it has the you know the olympic logo on it the u.s flag on it It, they're really i mean they're really basic things if i'm honest really basic styles um but i'm hoping just like regular like tighty whitey like american y front style Yeah, yeah yeah i was hoping that you know, when you have these, um, I think you can take the towel over your head. I don't think it's making a difference, Scarlett. Okay. <laughs> She's free. I'm free. Uh, <laughs> um, when you see really basic design, I often think, oh, well, maybe there's like technical fabrics going on here. You know, Nike, they'll always do like mm. breathable stuff anti-sweat this and the other um I know that Kim is not bringing that for us you know it looks like co- plain, it, plain it looks cotton. like cotton or like a like a cotton blend yeah exactly um so I mean that's a really big move for her I mean also Telfar um I think it's Clemens Telfar I think it's his first name he is the official outfitter for the Liberia team so because he's from West Africa and so they've obviously cool. picked someone from their ends um, to design the kit. Now, I have seen pictures of that and that looks cool. That actually looks like a nice suit to come down in the opening ceremony with. Mm. Um, I don't know if Kim's Skims is going to be the opening um, outfit because they normally wear something a bit smarter, don't they? Yeah, um, I think it's just undergarments yeah or like off off duty you know when they take off their kit mm. before they like jump in the pool or something maybe she's doing that but yeah big it's big opportunities have you seen them yeah i've seen the, i've seen the pictures i've seen the pictures um yeah but they just they look a bit like a calvin klein to me yeah yeah but- but I mean, that's a massive deal for her. Really young brand. I want to know what Chris did. What sorcery was Chris doing? The Instagram post implies that she was contacted, doesn't it? And I don't know, like you said, what Chris was doing before that. I don't think Chris leaves anything up to chance. <laughs> doesn't leave a stone unturned. No. Yeah. And yeah, young brand. And also, it's a very strategic thing. You know, we've had a lot of press about the divorce. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, Mm -hmm. big news to trump that, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, This is slightly off topic. It's not fashion, but you know how YouTube likes to push like Kylie Jenner content on you? Oh, I'm I'm there for it. I subscribe to it. Well, she... um, is doing a rebranding of her yeah. makeup line, Kylie yeah. Cosmetics. That's, that's my fashion story. Oh, is it? Okay, <laughs> you start because I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add my thoughts. Go on. Well, I had two, and I thought if you went the Kim route, I'll go the Kylie route. So, as you said, Kylie is rebranding and relaunching Kylie Cosmetics to mm. be fully clean, vegan, gluten free, paraben free. And basically, whether it's her, whoever it is, has recognised that as the future of the beauty industry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've completely reformulated all of her products and are relaunching 
they haven't got the full range out yet. They've got most of the lip kits. They've got like the lip liners, lip glosses and blush, eyeliners. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll be slowly but surely re-releasing. Um, but like also, lol, only a Kardashian, I know she's a Jenna, but like only mm-hmm. a Kardashian can monopolize on the same product twice, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> re- I've reformulated the, like... Yeah, so there's... <sighs> Okay. I think it's huge. I think it's it's showing the way our world is going. You know, we talked about our vegan leather episode. There needs to be these options now. Apparently, clean beauty is a really not helpful term. Yeah. Because Caroline Hirons, the hero of the world for the beauty community, hates that term. Because you know what? Chemicals aren't necessarily bad for your skin if mm-hmm. they're the right chemicals. Mm-hmm. Like... You can't have like, you know, you have to educate yourself before you sort of talk about clean and all of that. But I think it's more clean in the sense that it's not, they're ensuring it's not causing any harm. They haven't spoken about, you know, whether or not like the working conditions. And this is a thing I think I spoke about before with the H&M thing. Mm -hmm. For me, that kind of goes hand in hand with like cruelty free these days like I don't care just about the animals you're testing on Mm. I care about the people who are making this as well yeah I think most of it is made in LA um but yes yeah with Kylie this is the thing they are masters at spin doctoring masters because I saw these videos come out she's got this little three-part series on her YouTube channels like we're just you know I'm I'm just such ahead of the curve. And it's like Kylie did not create, you know, vegan, vegan beauty, you know, uh, paraben free, all of this. She didn't like have an epiphany where she saw this coming. There's so many brands out there already doing mm. it. Secondly, the reason why this is happening is because, you know, she sold like half her company to Cody. Mm-hmm. The other, the company that originally made all her products and stuff, the company that she went into business with essentially, they didn't want to give um, Coty access to their formulas because they use it for the other brands that they also manage, Fine. support and manufacture yeah. for. So they didn't want to, they thought, you know, this is our trade secret. We don't want to give Coty our, our recipe, essentially. So um, I think either they were taking Coty to like court or Coty was taking them to court being like, no, bitch, we own half this company. We have to have access to everything. Rightly so. Mm. I understand that. So this is why this reformulation is coming in. And also their own, they own part of um, Kim's brand. So hence why she's having a bit of a revamp as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Hers will be announced, I'm sure, in coming months or weeks. Yeah. Too. Um, and then I'm guessing she'll do the same with Kylie's skin if it's not already been done. Mm. Um, and also, she, I think she was using this docuseries to try and like rumor do the Kylie baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's all of that. Um, and also, it's a difficult one because I do think she has tapped into a market. People mm. like her lip kits. And actually, mm. you do want a matching lip liner to your lip product um like if that's your vibe and stuff to make your lips look bigger and I've got some of her stuff it's it's decent it's not like you know it's it's bad stuff but like when they're sort of like you know 
she didn't want to use conventional marketing and stuff like that. Yeah, it really bloody helps when you've got <laughs> 20, like 100 million followers. Yeah. I think that really helps your brand be successful, yeah. you know? And like also, they, were, they were trying to spin it like she recognised that she could just use her Instagram because mm. no one had thought of that. Namely, Kim Kardashian had never done that, had she? she had well I think it was more that Chris like they alluded to like when Kim did the fragrance she did do like an actual like tv commercial but also like that was like 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) I know I know it's it's insane that there was very much a spin that like this 22 year old or how old is how old is she is yeah like completely single-handedly revamped changed the beauty game changed the beauty game I thought wow Lots of people are going to fall for this self-made billionaire thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, isn't it? That's a tough one because I guess it somewhat is, but it's also obviously not because of the situation. Yeah. Mm, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Um, this week we are talking about. Hold on, you've forgotten. Most important, the most important segment. Sorry, we have we have an interruption here because the best jingle in the world is about to be played. I apologise in advance for this terrible jingle. Yes, love Island. You go, yeah. Yeah, so I've been watching Love Island, and I will say, I think I said it before, no outfits are really standing out for me, I'll be honest. I think the clothing, I mean, there's not much of it, is there? Most of the girls have fake boobs and want you to know about it. Mm. What I will say is that Kaz is rocking so many colours and looking phenomenal in all of them. Like she knows that that works for her skin tone, but she's also just got a confidence that I think carries it too. Like mm. she sort of, you know, she pairs colors nicely together and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Kaz has kind of developed as the neon loving bright pink Co- color queen. queen. Yeah. yeah. Color queen. And I'm here for that. I do think, yeah, you're right. We know this already. The outfit choices, the styling, it's pretty basic. I mean, Faye and what's that girl's name? Lucinda, they called themselves basic. And I was like, well, thank God that you recognize how beige you two are. Mm. But um, I think Millie has also shown herself to be kind of quite well put together and stylish. I think she is the least basic person in there. I think she's the most normal, quote unquote normal, someone you see down the street in Mm. everyday life. Mm. She's less into the drama of stuff. Like she's obviously beautiful, but she's not there with like the long extensions and piling. She puts makeup on, sure. But like, she's not piling on like giant fake lashes and all that stuff. She's got some nice style and she's Mm. got a great figure to dress. Um, we saw that high neck dress in another color on Shaz. Yeah. That silver color. Silver. I didn't I didn't like it personally. Mm-hmm. It sort of looked like that reflective material. You what know, that's you put in your car your car glass. 
so yeah or just <laughs> oh no or like you know high vis like it just sort of looked like you know those yellow uh-huh. high vis jackets get those like panels reflective of that panels. reflective panels <laughs> it sort of reminded me of that um yeah but yeah I'm not I'm not bowled over by people's fashion choices I must admit what I will say is a fashion mystery to me is that all these girls wear really short skirts and they never ride over their bums how are they not they're just staying there I'm telling you now a I'm pulling down a skirt before it's even reached like where there's seam to sit (laughs) but like even with Shaz with that dress that was barely covering her. I probably wouldn't have even obviously stepped out in it myself. But how that dress was not just basically pulled up. Like, and also even like, you know, the wind might blow and we never seem to see like, I'm sure obviously they edit that out, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but they just seem to be able to like manage the sort of short thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I guess also they're just laying in their bikinis all day. So if someone sees their knickers, like... That's true. That's true. You know? But it's still a mystery to me. Mm. But my last uh, Love Island point, I wanted to know what you thought, is Ooh. on the men's fashion side of things. Yeah. So previously, you mentioned about Toby's cold. Mm-hmm. This time, I am noticing, and I quite like it, to be honest. I know this is very basic. But Liam stepped out in a pair of jeans, Jordans, and a Nike hoodie. And I was like, this guy's looking really comfortable. And his girl is here yeah. with a club outfit. And you know what? I would like, if I were in the villa, if ITV wanted me, <laughs> I would one day like to rock a pair of Jordans and a hoodie on in the evening. Mm. None of the girls, I don't know if they're not allowed to, or yeah. the guys are taking liberties a bit more with the styling because they too are also expected to... Dress up. dress up yeah dress up to an extent but I was like wow look at what's happening yeah and actually I think it's nice because Hugo was also wearing sort of like a hoodie and jeans and I don't know if it's like it gives you a bit of an insight into like them as normal people and not in just their holiday clothes mm-hmm. I don't know if that was why it sort of was oh, quite cool that's true I did think to I myself mean? like wow I didn't know Liam was a Jordans guy yeah kind of just like hmm Mm, but what I also will say I don't know if I know the new guy's name uh uh Daniel Teddy no not Teddy the guy who thinks he's like hot felon break yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's not it's Daniel Danny um the fact the outfit he came in in Mm. if that's his best outfit in life (laughs) I'm not okay yeah it was like some round neck like blue fitted jumper Mm. that almost if you want it to be tight it almost needs to be tighter because it was like really tight in his arms but like he was was dressed for the high street if I'm honest it was like I think Burton's must be like sponsored or something (laughs) and it was nothing wrong with Burton's but it's a high street thing you know he was not dressed to impress I would have appreciated a shirt his jeans were not okay by my standards (laughs) and I didn't even like his footwear I think it was the overall look I mean don't get me wrong don't fancy him at all so that might be why Mm. but I just thought, is that the best you've got? Like these girls walk in in these like skimpy outfits and you've walked in in that. 
That's how I felt. But then having said that, these skimpy outfits aren't necessarily any better. No, so, no they're not. Yeah. But it's just, it feels like the level of effort mm. is like, is waning mm. on the on the lad's side. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that is another week of Love Island's poor fashion choice. <laughs> Let us know if you're seeing something different though. Let us know if you think somebody's like a star and we're not realising it yeah mm-hmm. i do like the sunglasses game i will say that kaz like su- oh kaz's sunglasses even, like. but even faye she's been wearing some fun oh. sunglasses i think the sunglasses i think there's been a sunglass sponsor i think they've all been sent in with sunglasses okay um but i will say like yeah i i appreciate they're going for it with the sunglasses that actually reminds me before I forget to mention is that itv is actually coming out with this shoppable tv service you heard about that mm-hmm. so that you can like easily shop what's on love island which okay we all know about like the making the cuts of the world that other what that other fashion tv competition show um product placement in emily in paris all of that stuff like we already understand like the impact of product placement over like straight mm. um straight traditional advertising in advertising breaks so we know that's massive and obviously love island is centered around i think it to be honest i think at this point love island is more about product placement for like river island she and i saw it first in that lot then it is really about the program but um itv is taking it one step closer and i think it's going to be in a form of like um when you watch it on demand there'll be click-throughs and things for you to shop what is happening in real time I don't know how it's going to work but it's um it's coming soon yeah I also imagine it will come with like it'll be sort of app related so even I Mm. watched um a bit of like the Kylie Jenner did a live when she released her products on the website Mm -hmm. she did like a Q&A and as she mentioned a product ping you could tap it on the side of the video and it would open the page. Whilst the video is obviously still playing in the corner, you Mm. can go on the page of the product she's just talked about. So I imagine it will have some similar. Yeah. It's kind of in a more like digital sense. It's kind of what like Net-A-Porter and Porter magazine do in that like you go on their website and it's like you can flick through the pages of the digital magazine and then Mm -hmm. go to that. Interactively shop it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, I, I I'm not killing myself to buy them Shein bikinis. If <laughs> exactly, exactly. Maybe it's it's a new way of shopping fashion. And speaking of shopping fashion, we're going to talk about the way that shopping fashion originated. Oh, look at that segue, Moody. <laughs> Um, we're talking about fashion week. We realised that we've kind of gone this far and we haven't sort of broken down where the fashion week came from, what, mm-hmm. what is fashion week and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so 
I actually didn't know this either before researching for this episode. So as we know, I think we talked about an Arcature episode. The way that clothes used to get shown was that sort of women would be invited to a private place of a of a dressmaker or a store Mm -hmm. and they would be shown the latest designs on models sort of walking around and that was how sort of like couture and bespoke dresses used to be shown and offered to women Mm -hmm. and so that happened in France in Paris sort of from the early the early um 20th century Mm, like yeah. yeah the early 1900s um um and then basically post-war or during yeah post first world war Mm -hmm. no I think it was post second actually people couldn't get over to France from the the states to see the latest in European fashion Mm -hmm. and so um a store started doing their own sort of like in-store stuff and I think that happened already like inspired by New York and stuff but that's when the first fashion week happened is that they couldn't get inspired by Europe so America almost developed their own fashion for the first time. Obviously in Paris as you said they had um, companies and stores and businesses yeah they would invite guests and kind of put on a little show and it might be like during the lunchtime slot in the Mm. in the restaurant and whatnot yeah and And that's funny stores like they did used to have like it was a full experience Mm. there was a a restaurant inside the store and like you know yeah Yeah. and so the first one yeah you're right from my understanding it, it started in New York off the back of what um designers were doing in Paris that's when it became much more formalized mm-hmm. I know that Christian Dior when he was alive used to do he went on tours throughout the states and he would take like if you guys if you work in fashion you'll know about trunk shows trunk shows, and yeah. essentially it's like a one piece of everything of that new collection and it would do its rounds and its tours around the different stores that's what happened now but he did a trunk show and it would travel around the States and show a new customer base because like after World War Two, after tour, <laughs> World War II, um, people were coming into more money. Middle classes were like coming up. And um, so the American market was getting bigger and bigger from what I understand of history. Um, and so, yeah, that's when it really became a fashion week before it was just like shows private shows yeah and I think also as soon as Americans get their hands on things they Mm. they mega size it they supersize it and so like what fashion week alludes to is a condensed space like obviously it's typically a week but a condensed amount of time where all the shows slot in whereas before Mm. that they would just be scattered all year round and it became much more to do with the 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 fashion sort of season and basically how people would buy it so in the winter that's when you showcase summer Mm -hmm. so that they can buy the summer collection ready for it to hit stores and that's why the cycle and the condensed thing has happened the way it has is to allow for that process to happen yeah yeah definitely it's kind of interesting to see how only up until really really recently to be honest it was like see now and buy later and you would see you'd be like you'd watch a show it'd be like I really love that dress 
but you could only buy it like five, six months later, yeah. like months later. By that time, you've probably forgotten what the collection was, what mm. you liked about it. You've probably spent that money. Probably spent <laughs> that money, let's be honest. Like you've seen other things in other stores since then and you've gone and bought that over waiting for like, you know, Scarparelli's gown to come out. Um, so now... In recent years, and even this year, we see more and more um, brands deciding to do a see now, buy now format. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Jacques Mousse did that. Um, I think Tommy Hilfiger, when he had that Zendaya collection, yeah. did that. Um, and it allows for people to just, like, jump on it while it's hot. Yeah, I think I think this is the thing, is that I bet that, the generations above us had the patience to see a show, wait six months, remember that item and go and get it. Whereas we're a see now, instantaneous, want that thing we ordered the next day. Otherwise it feels like we're waiting a lifetime. Um, you know, some Amazon things, you can buy it and it gets delivered that like by 10 o'clock that night. Mm. You know, we're a really instant like generation and so they're having to I guess move to that but it's also obviously an answer to fast fashion copying mm, them as well definitely. um but also what I think has been interesting and I know we spoke earlier on in the year about you know oh how's fashion going to respond to you know pandemic and are they going to do stuff differently but what I have liked seeing in recent years is it's not just contained now to these locations. Yeah. So the four main locations are Paris, uh, Milan, New York, and London. Mm-hmm. However, I think it wasn't yesterday, maybe it was like the, a day, the day before, or a few days ago, there was the Valentino show mm-hmm. yeah. in Venice. Mm. Literally like at the waterside, like stunning location mm. and so then what that technically I guess involves is you're almost flying people or arranging for people to go just to Venice for your show only which is super luxe as it is um and you had Kasima singing and performing mm, yeah, did you see yeah, I did yeah and like I like that that they're becoming you know it's almost like fashion is always having to think about how to reinvent itself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you can't just simply put on a show. Like remember when Marc Jacobs was there for Louis Vuitton and they had that train themed. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that kind of another fashion house had tried to like match what Chanel and Carl used to do. And it was amazing. Like I will always remember that show like it stands out to me and I think that that's what fashion houses are having to do now is like if you want to show up or people remember you you've got to like it's got to be a different place or you know you've got to be really unique and I think I like seeing that and I I wonder if the four places and the seasons are almost gonna it's all gonna be a bit weird now yeah, it is going to like dissipate and fizzle out and having these strict, like we saw at the beginning mm. of last year, um, brands were devolving away from the strict fashion week and deciding we're going to, yeah, the schedule and we're going to show whenever we feel like showing, if we feel like showing attitude. And when we're and now, ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and as you said, like the locations are also dissipating. So you mentioned Venice. I know that Venice is, they have a, what is it, a biannually? 
it's like a, a really like it's it's one of those Italian cities which is known for like design not fashion but like mm. other types of design and I think they have these annual conferences for art and design in Venice and so I think that that's probably a reason why it's like we don't have to be in Milan you know we've been in Milan it's not that nice over there no <laughs> way nicer and also they have the um, film festival there like it's it's a location of like esteem yeah and so yeah. yeah so I think yeah that's right fashion weeks are now becoming where it like where it started from was individual like designers and shops and department stores were doing their own like little events for customers we're almost going back to that it's not as structured as it once was and I think uh, you've touched on it before yes I think that now we do expect things to be more instant but I think that there's other reasons for why the format is changing. So mm. you mentioned like brands want to do things on their own schedule and on their own time and allow customers to buy directly from them after their shows because, you know, fast fashion is very quick and they will copy. They will like, rip you off. Yeah, b- before the, the the actual genuine collection is in their own stores you know, Boohoo's already going to have their own version. Um, to be honest, shout Boohoo. out to our sponsor, Boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was about to say? I was like, you know what? Boohoo's actually not that fashion forward. No, they're not. It's Zara, <laughs> isn't not. it? Zara's going to rip them off. Um, yeah. So it means it means that they can like get ahead of their fast fashion competition. But I think also now, the same reason why we can have this see now, buy now fashion show culture and also the reason why we don't need fashion weeks as such is that before you had a fashion week and the only way you were going to buy it is if it was in store so you had buyers who were buying on half of department stores buying the collection you had magazine editors who would decide what images or what looks they were going to print in magazines and for layman's people ordinary people that was the only time you could see what these collections were about what these Mm. shows were about so you have like these gatekeepers who you had to you had to wait to see what was going to be hot this season what was coming out this next season and stuff now we see fashion shows online and I'm just a regular person and I don't get invited to this stuff, but I can see a fashion show. And if I like it, I'm like, why do I need to wait six months? I'm going to forget about this. Mm. Anyone's going to forget about it. Whereas before we would see these images um, published in magazines when it was the relevant season. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like, or it would, we would have no, cho- no like other choice, but to wait is my point. So now it's just like, we don't need these tight schedules because everyone can just see the show straight away. And yeah, we, we're not waiting for buyers to buy whole collections anymore. Yeah, and brands now have their own online space and they can control that now. So it's, we don't have just to wait for stores. And to be honest... I think the future is almost sort of like seasonless. Yeah. Not in the sense of like, not every collection has to have a coat and a bikini, but that like 
that collections aren't just in a shop for a short amount of time because let's be honest I I could go on a winter holiday you know like Mm. and like it used to be a thing I remember literally like it'd almost be like um September would hit and like you'd like you'd find some coats and then literally by maybe December coats were out and we were already getting the spring stuff in stores Mm. and you couldn't find a decent coat despite the fact we're still in the midst of winter yeah and I think we're moving from that and because life is so online like I other than a pandemic I'm not an in-store shopper like I'm really not um like it's not my idea of a good time. I get that it is some people's, but it's really not my idea of a yeah, good time. I'm not a fan. Um, and so like online, you can hold all that stock and you don't have to try and merchandise a store for it, mm. have all the stock in the back for like all the seasons mm. and it just works better. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I feel like trend-driven stuff, like... I mean, get don't get me wrong, I'm not in the fashion circles, so who knows? But mm. I don't think there's the same amount of judgment now for wearing like last season stuff. Whereas I think about 10, 20 years ago, that was a faux pas, a fashion faux pas to wear last season stuff. Especially if you were like a housewife, you know, like mm. you know, like the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of level of wealth and like where class and wealth really are like so intermingled I think Mm. yeah you can't you can't be seen to be a housewife of New York and be wearing some like old last season you need the latest Dior bag you and like but I think that's moving away from that as well so I think like I think then the seasons become more I think they just become different don't know yeah that's that's my that's yeah. my feeling <laughs> um so yeah like off the back of fashion weeks in general we have to mention the fact that the house of balenciaga has debuted their like first haute couture collection in like 53 years mm-hmm. um and that's a a pretty big deal i Very mean we talk deal. about fashion weeks and how it's changing um and almost kind of going back to a more like relaxed format or you know where we're not like bound by the schedule not bound by the location um not of service to like department store buyers and magazine editors anymore because everyone has access to everything we're going back to that and like Balenciaga themselves and Demna Vasalia the the designer has decided that haute couture is still relevant today it's really quite interesting in that you know Balenciaga is like a real troll like they will sell you a hoodie a black hoodie with the words Balenciaga on it for like a thousand pounds like something ridiculous like like dance to the drum of their own beat the beat of their own drum that's the phrase they are milking logomania like there is no tomorrow I know um, so for them, but to I, like, I think mm. it's true. I think couture, couture, I think will always be important. I mm. actually think that, like, that in terms of if every other fashion show disappeared, I don't think couture would. I think it's it's the origin of yeah. it all. I think it's important. It is because at the end of the day, 
you go to a gallery to look at art mm-hmm. that's essentially what couture is mm-hmm. you know um but yeah I think it's a, it speaks volumes that Balenciaga thought it's worth worth it mm-hmm. especially like following a pandemic mm. yeah yeah I think it's I think it's interesting and it's like it's almost like I don't know if you saw the show but half of it really harkened back to the last show that Christopher Balenciaga did so it's like introducing that to a new generation literally a whole new cohort of people yeah, on existence it's probably trying to yeah get <laughs> logo manias on board for when they start to earn a bit more dosh yeah and also it was still very much like 2021 kind of not athleisure but like athletic sportswear nods that Balenciaga so often does mm-hmm. um so yeah, I thought that was really cool. I quite like old school type fashion shows. And I think also, as you've mentioned, because of the big C and we haven't been able to like physically go to events, we could argue that those who do get invited to these events at the moment, they're even more intimate events. There's even fewer yeah. people at these events. They're far more like closed off to the public. Okay, you can watch them online. But the physical event itself has become as it was back in the day. Private invitation only. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and actually, yeah, there's a few people who must probably count themselves as the lucky few to, to join that. Yeah. So do you follow any other... Um, fashion weeks outside of the big four so like you have copenhagen fashion week i know there's berlin i know there's (laughs) there's, i'm shaking my head (laughs) there's uh miami swim that likes to pop i think there's isn't there like shanghai yep there's shanghai there's lagos yeah um yeah no i I don't i don't follow any of that what do you think the reason is though probably because if you kept up with it all you just like it can be a lot to keep up with you know um and I yeah I sort of probably draw the line at at just following the main and also the main way I look at it is via Vogue and Vogue doesn't necessarily always show those shows so the main way I go and get an overview of different shows is by going there used to be a website called look.com I think they disappeared. Were, I think they were owned by Vogue or style. Probably. Or something. Yeah. yeah, but I just, I used to find that as like a really great way to see like really nice zoomed in. They used to have loads of different shots of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's through those websites not showing it as, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's only so many brands you can look at. It's my thinking. That is true. I do know that Copenhagen, we actually touched on this many episodes ago, but they were like positioning themselves as like the eco-friendly alternative. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe not even alternative, but the eco-friendly option, the example of how to be more conscious when it comes to putting on fashion shows and fashion weeks. Yeah. Do you follow those? Do you follow the outside of the top four? I don't follow in that sense but I do follow individual brands that might be from Denmark or Mm -hmm. might be from you know those other countries and they will post um what their latest collection is and videos of their shows and so that's how I've kind of kept up with 
uh, fashion shows outside of the the big four, quite frankly. But yeah, as you say, there's a lot of them, and they're very often started or introduced in new countries as a way to like promote their local artisan or local designers. And it's like it's seen fashion weeks are seen as really good marketing for a country's talent in general yeah. i think not just fashion as such but like look at the talent we have here mm. yeah definitely and also i'm sure that there's a lot of snobbery in fashion so i do think it's actually really important that these outside fashion weeks have like their moment yeah there's so many talented brands out there that really don't get the time of day and like the other fashion weeks tend to celebrate you know brands that aren't so mega you know like these like they're just the brands we see are huge they've got like they they've got names behind them they've probably all got backing behind them and so it's nice that like say smaller brands get their time to shine too because that's important and actually like I think a lot of people would probably like to see brands that other people don't necessarily know about. There's something nice about, mm-hmm. or like I found this on like, and you follow something that's maybe not so mainstream and give it sort of like follow it and follow their progress. I think there's something really nice about seeing those, those moments in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I don't know much about this, but it really brings into question like the sponsorships who sponsors these fashion weeks because we've all seen mercedes-benz being plastered everywhere (laughs) and i know that the copenhagen one is sponsored by zolando okay yeah so yeah i i need to do more research on that to be honest i haven't i don't know enough in terms of sponsorships but it's really interesting in terms of how these things are funded organized um and how Mercedes-Benz has got all their fingers in all the pies when it comes to fashion weeks. Yeah, like they're, they, they're the service that picks people up or takes them to the shows often and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to quickly mention on like the smaller brand side. So often what comes, I think it's normally before fashion week, but correct me if I'm wrong, is London like fashion weekend, yes. which is more of like that. Sh- it's a showcase. It's almost a bit like the stylist live event we went to that we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Where it's almost like an exhibition where mm, I think it, I, I think you can be a brand of any size, but it tends to be much smaller, more independent brands yeah. showcase. And it's just a huge exhibition essentially of, of brands and just it's that's a really lovely celebration. Again, I think it's probably sponsored by Mercedes Benz, but yeah, it's a really great celebration of of sort of merging talent. So yeah, I've never been to a fashion week event like an invited one, but my sister got myself and her tickets to the fashion weekend in London. Yeah, and um, that is yeah, you're right to bring that up because that's a chance for just normal people who are in interested in fashion excited about fashion to go mm-hmm. sit and watch shows and they are they are um independent brands maybe recently graduated brands as well um yeah. they can't afford like a whole big event but mm. they're brought together in this smaller schedule over the weekend um the one i went to was 
at Somerset House, which is quite an important location for Fashion Week anyway. And I don't know who sponsors it or anything, but yeah, that is a really good option for those who wants that buzz, wants to watch some shows and be involved in some sort of way. Um, yeah, Fashion Weekend is a good one. Have you been to that or have you been to shows as a guest? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to Fashion Weekend um but yeah I haven't I haven't ever been a guest at a show I've only ever worked backstage mm. yeah yeah I don't know how I would feel watching a show though actually because it's actually quite a weird thing I'd feel very upper class and very bougie yeah it's sort of this thing of like you look you look at these people and you, you sort of clap at the end um and like I'm not really I'm not I'm not going to be the person looking at it being like, I'm going to buy that. So you're just, you're just looking at, I don't know. It's funny. No, but you would, you would still appreciate the oh, craftsmanship that goes in it. Yeah. If it's good, if it's good, if it's just like, let's be honest, like Ralph Lauren suits, then you'd be like, mm, I've seen it before. But also but, let, let, let's be honest, not every look of a show is like a showstopper. No, you know, it's like, not. There are, some, there are some really like could have, could do without that. But having worked behind the scenes, you almost like all the looks or you've got an association or attachment to all the looks. Ah, uh, okay. You've got a story behind them. So, like, you're way more, like, rooting for the whole show, whereas I think as a guest you'd be like, nah, nah, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you're invested, as you said. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been a guest? No, I have not. You have to no. think about that. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that was such a difficult question for me to answer. But no, I've never been a guest. But I mean, if Boohoo wants to invite me to yeah. one, <laughs> I won't say a bad word about them if they invite me to one of their, you know, Megan the Stallion X Boohoo.com events, I'd go. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to add about Fashion Weeks? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, but I still have a lot. I have to admit, I feel like this year has caught me off guard a little bit and there's been like so many shows just being like spat out at me and mm. I need to catch up on them. I've only seen I'm I'm behind on a lot. Although I will say we know I have to talk about Chanel. I don't know if you saw their wedding dress look. Yes. With the colourful belt. I really liked it. Very different for them. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I actually still like Chanel without Carl. Yeah. I do. The I just, I thought it was, because it was like a pale pastel pink sort of dress with like this colourful veil. And I just thought, yeah, bit funky. Love mm. that. Yeah. For your wedding dress. No. Just, no. no, that was that was just their wedding dress. No, I mine. know, but I know that you know you might want a Chanel no, one. That's that's not my dress. Okay, fair enough. I need to find I need to find a man first. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what's the word when you like jinx. Let's not jinx it. Yeah, let's not jinx it. So, okay, <laughs> if you could be invited to any shows, Ooh. what would they be? Obviously, I've got to say Chanel. Okay, but like historically I'd love to see like a, a Carl show like one of his like really really polished sort of like everything aligns shows that like a, the supermarket sweep one yeah something a bit like that yeah um I think a Dior show would be really great 
Um, back in the day, would have loved like Alexander McQueen. Um, mm. Drama. But also, you know what? I think I'd really like to go to some shows where like I probably don't pay them much attention. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes in person, you really like, you realize how fantastic it is. Um, I don't know, like even like a Machino and stuff like that. Like just go and go and yeah. see it. Some Bowman. Like, yeah. Mm. How about you? I, but think, I would be classic, you know. Yeah. I think for me, has to be a Scarpelli one because I think they just do like what I like about Scarpelli is it's not about the practicality of clothes Mm. they're making stuff that no one else is bothering to make and it's just like for the love of it and it's for like the ostentatiousness of it all and I love that so Scarpelli I think and also I think they do really cool jewelry it's all like weird wonderful and like bit like pan's labyrinth meets like matador it's really weird um and then valentino mm-hmm. because you know valentino come on um oh those would be my top two choices um would you I go to you in there yeah yeah i would but i think i would go to the, the other brands as like uh what would i want to wear mm. where two are like what is my uh, fantasy yeah, yeah. <laughs> um those yeah those are my choices but what are your oh thoughts God. on um Dior in general because Dior gets a lot of slack Maria and we've, we've spoken about Maria before but in terms uh, of it being um yeah. one of the most prestigious couture houses let's be honest um what's your overall impressions not just the most recent one but just overall impressions of their couture looks under Maria Grazia I used to be a big Dior couture fan and even one of my favorite couture shows still to this day is the Raph Simmons couture show was it a couture I don't think it was couture no it was a oh it might have been ready to wear I feel like it might have been couture though I I think think it might have dresses There was a lot of detail, wasn't there? Yeah, I think it was couture. Yes, just um, say it was. Let's just be revisionist about history. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm a big fan of Dior. I love the Dior silhouette. And I just find that I'm not lusting after it. Like, I'm going I'm to say it. I think Dior couture would, would have been my preference over Chanel. Like, I think it's just really mm. feminine, really fun, really like... Like they just always were sort of reinventing the silhouette of like the new look and just really, I've, I've just always loved a Dior couture show. And I think in recent years with her, I haven't had that same feeling. Mm-hmm. And I really want to like her there. Like we've talked about that. I really wanted to like her there, mm. but I'm currently not, not feeling it. How about you? Um... Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'd go for. I mean, if I mean, if you pressure, I, if, I had to. if I had to, <laughs> See, yeah, we, can, we, we actually would go to a boohoo band like event. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I would go to whatever we were invited to. <laughs> I do love Dior as a 
fashion house and as a brand and I do like her stuff it's not that I don't like what she makes Mm. it's just that I think very often we see the same thing because it we see the same things come down the runway because she's obviously found a formula and people obviously and definitely buying into her stuff whether we like it or not yeah she is like making money and so she brings out the same things in a different color with different embellishments and whatnot and it's not that I don't like it I think she's come out with lots of stuff which I would personally wear, but it doesn't give me like, wow, I've never seen this silhouette. I've never seen this um, this approach to fashion. I've never seen, or I've hardly seen something like this. It's not, it's not like, um, oh gosh, his mind's just left me. Um, John Galliano, of course. John Galliano. Oh my gosh. You know, came out with some iconic mm. iconic things i mean iconic dior saddlebag which now maria is milking <laughs> okay um and lots of things came from john so i think that was probably like the most exciting time for dior um i'd go to the show of course but it's just uh you know if you're if you're really wealthy and you want a really pretty dress then but you know what also like John Galliano and Raph Simmons are some big contenders you know big well you know you gotta live up to the standard it's not an excuse (laughs) anyway yeah those are all my thoughts on fashion weeks (laughs) got anything else you want to add no I don't think so I love fashion week though Mm. when it's couture fashion week there's there's something magical in the air (laughs) the sun comes out (laughs) okay thank you so much guys for listening to another week of our podcast um we're gonna have a poll aren't we have you been to a fashion week first because we need to know how many people are actually um going to these things yeah. getting getting invites getting those like in the mail invites, in, yeah uh, madame scullard you know? <laughs> and then i guess maybe a second poll is like wh- whose show do you want to be front row of yeah yeah top top let us know guys and if you are all ballers going to fashion shows hook us up invite <laughs> yeah, us please um <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. I've been Mim. And I've been Scarlett. Ciao, Bella. Doodles. <laughs>